Hey everyone, thanks for joining us tonight on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and our new permanent co-host, CT. Hey! This is uh, Christy's debut on her um, podcast. She did guest a few episodes ago, and now she is permanent. Thank you for accepting my offer as co-host. You are very welcome. So today we are going to do the recap for last night's Extreme Rules. Pretty interesting pay-per-view, in my opinion. It was full of, or filled with so much surprises, excitement, some disappointments. I mean, it had everything at this uh, this show, and I'm pretty excited to talk about it. So, of course, you know, we got to start with the uh, ever-so-awesome pre-show. First match on the pre-show was Shinsuke Nakamura versus Finn Balor for the Intercontinental Championship. Honestly, um... I was expecting this match to be on the main card. I was super excited for it when it, uh, when they first teased it. And then after last week's Raw and SmackDown, this match had not been official. So I was like, okay, they're saving this for SummerSlam. That's that's cool. You know, I you know, that gives them more time to tell a story and you know, it gives the match more hype. And this is a match a lot of people are excited for too. So I'm like, okay, this is a SummerSlam match. That's and that's great, you know, especially since Extreme Rolls looked like a pretty solid card as it was, so they didn't really need this match. But they ended up adding it last minute to the pre-show. To me, kind of a slap on the face for both wrestlers. I feel like they deserve better than the pre-show. But, I mean, it is what it is. I'm very happy about Shinsuke Nakamura being the new Intercontinental Champion. I am a big fan of Nakamura, especially as a heel. And I actually want to see them do something with him because it, it kind of sucks. Every time they put him in a big rivalry, he loses. Like when he, uh, months after he first debuted, he was in the feud with Jinder Mahal for the WWE Championship and he was losing. He was losing to Jinder Mahal. I mean, this <laughs> is Shinsuke Nakamura. And then he, you know, he uh, won the Royal Rumble. He was being built up again. And then he just kept losing to AJ Styles. So it's kind of like, and then they, you know, they put him in the tag team with Rusev. That was horrible. At least in my opinion, I was not a big fan of that. Now he's IC champion. Let's see where they go from here. I mean, how do you feel about our new IC champ? Um, I'm fine with it. Um, I'm big fans of both Shinsuke and Finn Balor. So didn't really matter to me. Who won, who lost, it was a win-win either way. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, I wouldn't have been mad either way. I'm just hoping that, you know, like I said, I hope that they um, book this IC title run for Shinsuke strong. Mm -hmm. And I hope this means bigger and better things for Finn Balor. I'm actually excited about the idea of maybe him challenging Brock Lesnar, which is our new Universal Champion. We'll, We'll talk about that at the end of this. But... Yeah, so, I mean, it sucks that this was pre-show. Hopefully, they have another match at SummerSlam. Just hopefully not the SummerSlam pre-show. Mm-hmm. We will have to see. So, the next match is Drew Gulak. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. <laughs> defending the Cruiserweight Championship against Tony Neist. Uh We do have to be honest. We really don't follow 205 Live. I mean, we agreed at the... A lot of great performers in that division, and they put out some great wrestling. Mm-hmm. But there's just not enough time in the day to keep up with this. I tried personally getting into it a few years ago when Austin Aries joined the division. I was a big fan of him from uh, TNA. Mm-hmm. 
And I just, I just couldn't get into it. I mean, it's just like, you know, I'm always going to watch Raw, SmackDown, and NXT before I watch, you know, 205 Live. And I know it has its fan base, but it's just something that I just don't have the time for. I mean, I was, you know, when I was watching, you know, the pay-per-views leading up to WrestleMania and all, Buddy Murphy's matches were great. I've really mm-hmm. loved watching them. But ever since he lost the title, I, I got no interest in that division. I mean, it's nothing against, you know, Tony Nese and Gulak. But I, I just don't care for the characters, and they're good, but they're not Buddy Murphy or Neville good. It, yeah. And it's just kind of weird. It seems like WWE's kind of weaving that division out because you've seen a lot of their top stars like Buddy Murphy and uh, Cedric Alexander you know, move on to the main roster. And then you've even seen like they, they released, you know, your boy TJP um, was his name Hideo Itami. They let him walk. So it's like that, that division is pretty small right now. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of had the feeling that they're going to weave this division out and take away that title. But in the meantime, you know, this is just going to be a pre-show title and they, they don't, they don't convince me that this is important to them. So it's hard for me to get into the the product. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about, you know, 205 Live and all this? Um, I mean, basically everything that you said, I tried getting into it a few years ago, um, especially when TJ Perkins, he was the first uh, 205 Live champion and, um, you know, when he lost the title and now he's not even with the company anymore. So it was kind of like a, eh, after he lost the title and left, I didn't really have any interest in watching it anymore. And then Buddy Murphy came up and I was a big fan of him with um, Alexa Bliss and NXT. And um, so I was excited for him to come up and if you watch him in NXT and then now and just see how much he's improved and evolved, it is unbelievable. Um, and, but then, like you said, you know, when he lost the title, it you know, everything just kind of went downhill again. So maybe I'll pick up watching it again in the near future. I don't know. But like you said, it's just not enough time to watch that with everything else. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I know there's some people who make time, but it's just some people are busier than others or more passionate about it. I mean, is you know, anyone who watches it, I mean, that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, just like I said, I just don't even feel like making the time for it, honestly. I could if I really wanted to, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I, have a, it's, I mean, it's kind of just like how some people don't watch NXT. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> NXT is amazing, um, but it's, you know, it's just some people just pick and choose what they want to watch and you know I stick primarily to Raw and Smackdown I don't really watch too much of NXT um but yeah you need to start watching a little bit more NXT (laughs) but uh yeah if you're if you're listening to this and you really don't watch NXT watch it you will you know fall in love with it especially the takeovers but let's get to the main card now so the match kick or the the pay-per-view kicked off with the dead man, the Undertaker, teaming up with the big dog, Roman Reigns, to take on the team of Shane O'Mac and Drew McIntyre. How do you feel about this match being the kickoff match? Well, I honestly was extremely surprised just because usually with, um, you know, more older wrestlers that get a lot more popularity, they usually have those matches towards the end. Um, so having this match being first, 
I was like, oh, okay, like, it's surprising, but, um, I mean, cool. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty cool. I mean, anyone who was watching this pay-per-view just for The Undertaker, they got the match right away, so they <laughs> got can it go, go on with their life and whatever, whatever they do. Um, Undertaker and Roman Reigns winning was no surprise at all. I definitely was predicting them to win. I think everyone was. Mm-hmm. But the match was actually better than what I thought it was be going to be because it's hard to, you know, predict how good a match would be that involves either Undertaker or Roman. Yeah. Undertaker's at that point in time of his career where he still can, you know, he you know, he can follow in a match. He cannot carry. If he's put in the ring with the right people, he's fine. You know, when he's in the ring with the wrong person, like uh, Goldberg, for example, is not going to end well. So I think... um. You know, I didn't know how I felt about this match because Shane, he's he's a great stuntman. But as far as, you know, from the technical, you know, aspect, he's okay. Drew McIntyre isn't bad either, but I just didn't think that this match would go that well. And Undertaker looked great. Mm-hmm. He looked like the Undertaker from 2011. And then Roman Reigns, he's kind of the same way. Like, you don't know what you're getting out of him. I mean, he's definitely improved as a single star ever since the shield broke up, but he's been kind of, you know, mixed feelings too. Like his matches with like AJ styles were phenomenal. No Mm -hmm. pun intended. But then when he was having matches with, um, like his matches with Brock Lesnar were okay. I know the one at WrestleMania 31 was great, but I mean, the matches after that were kind of like, eh. And like, like I said, you know, um, more Roman, he's, He's definitely improved, but he's no Seth Rollins or AJ Styles or, you know, any of them. But I just didn't know what to think about this match. And it was great. You know, like the Shane McMahon doing the coast-to-coast, mm-hmm. you know, with the trash can. That was a cool moment. Yeah. Um, I know you really enjoyed the moment where Undertaker sat up and spooked uh, Shane McMahon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. with Like, people don't give... You know, Shane McMahon enough credit for his, not just really his character work, but his, he, his expressions. Right. He is very good at acting, and, mm-hmm. and he looked like he was legit scared. Like, you can't always fake that kind of stuff. And, you know, he did really good at selling that moment. Um, One of my favorite moments, too, is actually at the very end when Undertaker was doing the whole, you know, uh, throat thing and his eyes rolling back and then you see Drew McIntyre pop up behind him and like oh crap and then here comes Roman spear out of nowhere. nowhere yeah so it was a good match predictable but that's fine sometimes though you can go <laughs> um I didn't really know how this match was gonna go um just because like you said you don't really know what you're gonna get with the Undertaker and Roman Reigns um Shane McMahon is kind of he for him, you know, not being, he wrestles, but he's not like a full-time wrestler, if that makes sense. Um, I can't really explain it, but Drew McIntyre, I just can't unsee him from 3MB. So it's like, I can't, (laughs) I can't really take him seriously in the ring. Um, same thing with Jinder Mahal and, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, um, he's Slater. Like, yeah, I, I just can't. Well, he still acts like a goof. So I know, fine. but it, especially with like Jinder Mahal and how his character is. Yeah, now, I just, he was WWE champion. That was disaster. Yeah, I, I just can't unsee them from being in 3MB. So yeah, I didn't really know what to expect with this match, um, especially with you know the Undertaker in his current state. 
but I thought he looked really good. I thought he performed really well, and I thought the match overall flowed really well. Nothing was really, nothing really stood out to me other than the few things that you mentioned, but it wasn't a terrible match. It definitely could have been a lot worse. Um, I feel like it could have been a little bit better and a little bit more exciting, but it was still a decent match overall. Yeah, I mean, I was, uh, you know, entertained with the match, but I definitely want to, I want to touch up on The Undertaker real quick. Mm -hmm. He's 54 years old. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've been speculating for years now about him retiring. Honestly, like, I hope WrestleMania 36 is it with him. I'm fine with him wrestling, you know, a handful of times up until then, because I think we can all agree as much as, you know, a lot of us fans think he needs to retire. We're going to miss him when he yeah, actually retires. Sure. That every, like people complain, but then every time you hear the dong and he comes out of nowhere, everyone, <laughs> everybody goes chants. crazy. Yeah. It's like, you're going to miss it. So, you know, like I said, he's 54 years old. Hopefully WrestleMania 36 is it for him. In your opinion, who do you want to see him have a final match against? I don't know. Um, Baron Corbin? Yeah. No. Um, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know. Because when he does have his last match, that's going to be such an emotional match. And there's going to be so many emotions into it. It's going to be a relief because, you know, every match that he has, you can just see it wearing him down more and more. And even, um, I've, I don't know who said it, but one of the announcers said last night, you know, oh, you know, we might not be seeing this too much longer. And, you know, that very well could be true um, just because he is getting older and, you know, just, you can just tell when he goes out there, he's really pushing himself to deliver the best possible match that he could. And, you know, it, it is. It does all depend on who he's booked with. So, hopefully, it's not, um, you know, another older wrestler um, because his match with Goldberg was horrendous. Terrible. <laughs> so, yeah, I I really can't say at this point because I mean, his last match could be next year it could be five years from now i hope not 60 <laughs> i hope not either because that would be very painful to watch but you know something could come up a feud come up with him and then that could be like oh you know that you know that would make a really good match so i really can't comment right now about who i would want his last match to be with but i would hope it would be with somebody that the match would make sense with. And the and, fans want to see. Yeah, the fans would want to see. And because, like I said, The Undertaker, when he does finally retire, people are going to be crying. Um, it's going to be a very, very hard thing to grasp. Even though he does only wrestle once a year, you know, plus a match here and there. Um, you know, it's still that one time a year that people still look forward to. And... You know, he's been wrestling for 30-something 30, 30 years. Yeah, he's been here for a minute. You know, people forget he was in the in the early 90s fighting, you know, Jake the Snake and Hulk Hogan and all that. Like, mm -hmm. you know, people don't remember that Undertaker. So he's, he's done it. You know, he's been part of every era. Um, I mean, me personally, uh, I'm kind of debating, do you, like, it's like, do I want to see him wrestle one of, you know, like another legend and them have that moment? Because, like, that works. Like, Shawn Michaels, you know, was 
Ric Flair's final opponent, two veterans. And then uh, Undertaker was Shawn Michaels' final opponent. So it sometimes it tells a better story if it's, you know, another veteran, as long as, you know, they can perform. But then at the same time, do you want them to put over one of your full-time roster ro- uh, wrestlers' rosters? Want to put over one of your full-time wrestlers, you know, and pass the torch? I think... I think it would be really good to see him have a match against Kane again, just because of their history together. Um, not necessarily his last match with you know ever, but I think it would be good to see him in the ring with Kane again because they did have a lot of chemistry, you know, over the years and years and years. You know, the Brothers of Destruction, and um, you know, they were both just really in sync with each other in the ring. Now, I don't know Kane's future with the company because, you know, of his position as governor now. Um, I don't know if he will ever be back at all. Hopefully so. Hopefully. Um, I would really like that. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I will not argue if Kane and Undertaker have a match again. And speaking of Kane, when uh, Elias came out, I totally forgot to bring that up, but when Elias came out, you know, the help, uh, Shane McMahon and uh, Drew McIntyre. I'm thinking someone's gonna come out and you know help out Undertaker and uh, Roman, considering you know need to even the odds. Mm-hmm. The whole time I'm thinking Kane, Kane, Kane. Nope, no one came out and they still won. But it would have been nice to see someone else come out. You know, especially like if it was someone like Kane, that would have gotten a pretty good pop. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the Undertaker's final opponent. I kind of wouldn't mind if it was Sting. I, mean, I know Sting is pretty old, and that match is definitely, a lot of people agree that the ship has sailed for that <laughs> match. I still wouldn't argue about it, just because I just want to see these two in the ring together. But um, as far as a more realistic option, I would not mind uh, Finn Balor, especially if it was a demon Finn Balor. A lot mm, of people have been wanting to see that. That'd be nice. My absolute dream opponent for The Undertaker is AJ Styles, and that match seems more um, realistic now with AJ being a heel. I, I think that would be a fantastic match, and you know, Styles is someone who can carry the match. So I think that makes, you know, a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, but uh, I mean, we'll just have to see. I mean, you know, his last match may be two years from now. We really don't know. I just hope it's 36, but we'll see. All right, so now moving on, the Revival defending the Raw Tag Team Championship against the Usos. My boys, the Revival retained, and I was very happy. The match was very good. Uh, I definitely think it could have been better, but it still is really good. I mean, I've been a fan of the Revival since their NXT days. They are fantastic. Unfortunately, with them, they suffered a few hiccups when they first debuted because it looked like they were going to have a feud with uh, the New Day, but then uh, one of the members got hurt, was out for a while, and then when he came back, the other one got hurt and was out for a while. So, I mean, WWE is pretty hesitant on pushing people who can't stay healthy, so that kind of halted them for a while. Now, this is their second title run, and I'm actually really surprised they retained. I thought the Usos were going to beat them. But I, I think this is a feud that's going to carry over to SummerSlam, and Usos probably will win. I don't want that to happen. I mean, the Usos are fantastic. I like them, but they've had so many title runs. It's kind of like, yeah. you know, I don't want to see them, you know, hold the title again, at least not anytime soon. 
Especially, like like I said, I like the Usos, but I'm just not a big fan of the whole Uso penitentiary kind of gimmick that they're doing right now. I mean, yeah. that's just me, honestly. But like I said, it was a great match. I was I was definitely excited that the Revival retained in my boys. Especially the one guy. I, I always get confused with the names, but other than when uh, that dude attacked Bret Hart at um the Hall of Fame. I remember the one guy from the Revival. The one that has the hair. He like gave the fan a little punch in the head when they were carrying <laughs> him away. So I was like, yeah, that's what you get. All right, so now moving on to Alistair Black versus Cesaro. So for weeks, Alistair Black has been calling people out, wanting to fight. So finally someone came knocking, and it was Cesaro. I was a little surprised about that because Cesaro hasn't really been on TV too too off, too much often since um Sheamus got hurt. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly was expecting this to be like Randy Orton because he, he's been, you know, gone for a little bit. So I'm thinking, okay, he's going to return and have this match versus Alistair. It was Cesaro. Honestly, I was fine with that because Cesaro is tremendous in that ring and mm-hmm. so is Alistair Black. So, you know, naturally two guys with that kind of talent are going to go out there and put together a good match. And they did. I mean, me personally, this was my favorite match. This match, to me, stole the show and that's what I was predicting. But, I mean, um, Cesaro losing a little surprised, and I thought maybe he'll win, and then they'll have another match at SummerSlam. I don't know if this is going to be a feud that will carry over to SummerSlam. We'll have to see, but I I, I hope so. I, I definitely want to see, you know, a series of matches between the two. Maybe they'll do that best out of seven kind of thing that, you know, Cesaro and Sheamus did a few years ago. I won't argue about that, but these are two fantastic wrestlers, and this was a great match. How do you feel about Aleister Black winning? Um, I'm fine with it. Um, to be honest, I'm not really crazy about either one of them. Um, I mean, both of them are very, very, very talented wrestlers, but I just don't, you know, really follow either one of them. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm happy with Aleister Black winning. Yeah, me too. I'm, I, I'm a pretty big Aleister Black fan. You know, I was, I followed him a lot during NXT. He's a really good wrestler, and um, he definitely deserves a push. You know, I kind of figured he'd, you know, regardless if he won or lost this match, he's going to definitely come out of this feud as the victor just because he's he's the younger, more talented star. And the thing is with Cesaro, I love the guy, but he is in that role of making other people look good. I'm fine with that. It's always good for, you know, you know any kind of wrestling promotion to have that wrestler who, you know, who's good at putting over other wrestlers. Cesaro is the man for that. I mean, you know, yes, does he deserve a title reign? Of course. But, you know, I think the ship has sailed for that. I don't think he's going to, you know, win any major title. Maybe he'll be IC or United States title again, champion again. But um, Or maybe he'll be tag team champion again when Sheamus comes back. I don't know. But, you know, like I said, he's in a role and he's good at doing it. You know, don't fix what's not broken. So, you know, just, you know, hey. Next match was actually the match I was anticipating the most, though, because I was expecting a big return. Bailey defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross mm-hmm. in a handicap match. How do you feel about this match? Um, eh. <laughs> Mixed feelings just because we had multiple predictions on what was going to happen. You know, we... 
We're predicting Nikki turning on Alexa. We were predicting Alexa turning on Nikki. We were predicting that Bailey retains. Alexa Bliss gets pissed. Um, attacks Bailey. Or, you know, both her and Nikki attack Bailey. Sasha returns to help in. And then uh, Sasha turns on Bailey to set up that feud. And none of that happened at all. Um, the match was better than I expected. Um, again, nothing really stood out to me with this match. It wasn't anything super crazy, super exciting or anything. I love all the women that were in this match. So it was kind of like, a, you know, I would have really, really, really loved for Alexa Bliss to become six-time women's champion, but... Co-champion, as they said. Okay, oh, co-champion. Um, but that didn't happen, so I'm, I'm kind of hoping that that means... Um, you know, there's going to be a feud between her and Nikki in the near future, um, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, uh, this match was it was pretty good, better than I thought it would be. I thought the whole handicap thing was going to be a disaster. I know they did that with uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens challenging AJ Styles like two years ago in a handicap match. I, I didn't like the idea, but that was also a pretty good match. But to me, it just makes no sense, two people being, you know, being a champion of a singles title just it's just weird yeah but i mean the one thing is like nikki i, I love nikki like mm-hmm. that entrance that she does when she comes running out there like a crazy woman i love <laughs> it she's she's starting to gain a lot of popularity i can yeah. see her actually being champion like i when she was in nxt like i knew she was great but i didn't see much of a future for her i thought she's gonna be that crazy chick who's just <laughs> gonna make other people look good and that's mm-hmm. going to be her role but no like she's she's great she's definitely one of the better characters not just in the women's division but in just the whole entire division you know she's exciting she has that entrance that you know gets you glued to the tv and you know i, I love it I, I definitely want to see her as a heel again like she was in nxt but i still i love it like she can go either way and she's very convincing as a character and She's really fun to watch in the ring, too. She's not just a good character. She's great in the ring. Now, the thing with me, though, is um, I was looking forward to this match for two reasons. One reason is just literally on Saturday, the day prior to Extreme Rules, we actually met Alexa Bliss. And there's kind of a story we'll explain, you know, when we talk about the Ricochet match. But, yeah, we met Alexa Bliss. Now, this was the second time we met her. And, um... So it was just exciting. You know, we see her, you know, in person. In person we and then her. seeing her on TV. Yeah, that was, I mean, that's cool. And um, the other reason I was really excited for this match, because like, you know, Chrissy just mentioned, you know, we were expecting Sasha to come back. That's, I was glued to the TV the whole time, because to me, it made sense. You know, Bailey, you know, who is Sasha's best friend, is in a handicap match. I was expecting, you know... You know, after the match, you know, maybe out of frustration, Alexa and Nikki would attack Sasha, Bailey would or attack Bailey, and then Sasha would come out for the save. Did not happen. I was pissed. That like ruined, you know, the pay per view up until then for me. I was, you know, so excited for a Sasha return. I've been waiting for her to return for months now, and she didn't return. I'm hoping that she returns either tonight on Raw or tomorrow on SmackDown. But yeah, she did not return, and I was disappointed i was pissed i wasn't just disappointed i was pissed yeah i don't know what the plan is for sasha's return if she even does return um i don't know if it's if they have a date or like a plan when she's coming back you know 
I, I haven't read anything about that. But I just felt like that last night would have been, and that scenario would have been, like, the perfect storm. Because if you think about it, Bailey pinned Nikki Cross. And Alexa gets frustrated because Nikki lost, you know. And Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross could have attacked Bailey. And then that's when Sasha would return, help out Bailey. After Sasha helped Bailey turn on, you know, she would turn on Bailey. That would be perfect, but also set up that feud between Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross because Nikki Cross ultimately lost for both of them. Because if Nikki Cross would have won, that would have made Alexa Bliss six-time women's champion, co-champion. So I, again, you know, to me, that would have just been like the perfect scenario right there for all of that to happen like it would have all just came together so well and it didn't so I don't know what that means um with Sasha's future we'll just have to wait and see but I mean it has been months and months since I mean you know since she's been on WWE television yeah I mean yeah I I, I definitely think she'll return either tonight or tomorrow I, I just cannot see it being any longer, especially since she's advertised, I think, for, like, next week's role. So, I think she'll definitely return. But, the like, the one thing is, too, is, like, it would have been a good way to pop the ratings for tonight and tomorrow, too. So, I should return it and turn it on Bailey. Of course, people are going to tune in, you know, to want to see what's going on with that, especially... They're going to want something to hear, like, an explanation, you know, from Sasha why she's turning on Bailey. They didn't do that. I mean, maybe they would just want to save the surprise for tonight or tomorrow. I don't know. Because they had their big surprise, too, at Extreme Rules. Maybe they think, hey, that's not do it all in one show. That's kind of spread things out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll just have to see how everything plays out. But, yeah, I was pissed, though. I mean, like I said, that was, that was the thing I was looking forward to most in the show. And I didn't get what I wanted. I'm trying to be Batista. You know, give me what I want. <laughs> but, yeah, like, it is what it is. We'll see what happens tonight and tomorrow. The only thing that I'm nervous about was. So this is part two because apparently we keep getting cut off <laughs> with recording. This is honestly like the fifth time that we've like redone everything. But the only thing that I'm nervous about with Sasha returning is because there is a lot of people that are very bitter with her because, you know, she quote unquote quit. Now she, there's been no official statement released. So we nobody knows her current state um there's been rumors that you know she is booked for raw next week there's rumors that um you know she met with vince mcmahon there's rumors that you know she was offered a new contract this and that i don't go by rumors because until i personally see something or i hear like an official statement i don't believe it But there is very much a lot of people that are bitter with her that, you know, she kind of took a stand because they are calling her selfish. They are, you know, saying that she's being greedy, this and that. So, you know, she might not get the reaction that we're thinking when she returns. It's been so long since she's been on TV. And I don't want to say people have forgotten about her because you can't forget about her. But... I I just don't know how 
people are going to feel. I mean, there there are hardcore Sasha Banks fans out there that are like us, waiting and waiting and waiting for months for her to return. But that's not everybody, you know. And a lot of she might have lost a lot of fans by doing this, you know. And I mean, we don't even know if she's going to return. Everything is just rumors, and you can't go by rumors. But you know, until I see or hear an official statement from WWE that, you know, either she's been released or whatever the case is, I'll believe it. But I mean, until then, she's still, she's still an employee with WWE. So, excuse me. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I honestly don't think they'll release her because, you know, she'll go to AEW and, you know, they don't want, you know, one of their top stars going to another promotion. But I mean, but they can't, I mean, that's that's ultimately her choice. Yeah, but I mean, that is her choice, but that's WWE. They're, they're not going to, they're just going to, if she's going to sit her contract out, they're just going to have her sit the contract out. And then them being them, they're going to find a way to add, you know, time to the contract too. So, I mean, we'll have to see. Uh, I do miss Sasha Banks so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really, like, I'm really anticipating Raw and SmackDown today just or, you know, Raw today, SmackDown tomorrow, just to see her return. So we'll see what happens. All right, so we're going to move on to the next match, and that's Braun Strowman versus mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley in a last man standing match. To me, this match made the pay-per-view. If I feel like if this was the only match on the pay-per-view, I would have been completely fine with it. This match was so badass, it's unreal. They both did such an amazing job with everything. And I felt so bad because you can see, like, towards the end of the match, just how worn out they were. And they still just did not give up. And they still gave 110% from start to finish. And this match just could not have gone any better, in my opinion. Just from just everything. It was just like... You would think, okay, it can't get any better than this, and then it got better. Or you would think, you know, something that they did couldn't top that, and it did. And it just kept getting better and better and better until the finish. And even when the match was finished, the the grand ending, when Braun Sherman, you know, busted out of wherever they were, you're just like, you know, holy crap. Looking <laughs> like, like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> you're honestly just, you know, I at least I was. I was sitting there like, wow like in total shock the whole entire match especially when Braun threw Bobby Lashley over the um announce table and knocked over the two poor guys in the chairs and you know they're just like (laughs) on the floor trying to get up and you know they're still going at it and you know you have employees just kind of standing there like not like frozen like not knowing what to do they don't know where to go because they don't know what's going to happen and um yeah, it, it, that was one crazy match. Yeah, I didn't think they were going to be able to top that match on Raw like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they somehow did it. And that's, that's great for both wrestlers because I think they both deserve a good push. So this was one of those scenarios where they both, even though Bobby lost, I think they both gained a little something from this. Mm-hmm. More so Braun because he was the victor. But, I mean, Bobby looked great. And I'm glad they you know are actually putting him in a a good feud because he deserves it. And um, the thing is this feud sucked at the beginning. They were in the ring playing tug of war and all now they're killing each other. And I think that's (laughs) awesome. They're both big, strong guys. They should be in that ring, you know, 
destroying everything. It's like kind of like two, like Godzilla and one of his, uh, you know, rivals. I don't know <laughs> many characters, but yeah, I think y'all know what I'm saying. You know, destroying the whole city. It just, it's just not logical to have like somebody like Braun Strowman and then have somebody, you know, smaller in the ring together because you know logically. You know if this were, like, 100%, you know, if the match wasn't fixed, you know Braun Strowman could kill someone, you know? And it's, like, you need to have people such as, you know, like, Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, all of these big, like, buff men with, you know, facing each other. Because, like I said, when you have, you know, Brock Lesnar facing, I don't know, just somebody... You know, just smaller. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, like, you're just like, you know, it, it just doesn't look right. Um, It doesn't go well because, like I said, like, you just know if the match wasn't fixed that, you know, Braun Truman could easily just kill someone. Exactly. So I think this was a good pairing of <laughs> yeah, that right there. Yeah, for sure. All right, so next match is the... Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus the New Day versus Heavy Machinery for the SmackDown Tag Team title. So the victors of this match was the New Day. Mm-hmm. The match was pretty good. I mean, I know that moment with uh, Otis was pretty funny where he acted like he was going to do the suicide dive. <laughs> oh He's my like, gosh, he like, nope. I was like, bro, <laughs> what are you doing? It's funny when he does, they call it the Caterpillar. But I remember when Scotty Too Hot used to do the warm, same thing, I, you know. But it's pretty funny seeing a big guy do that. <laughs> the match was pretty exciting. I mean, it was a good match in my opinion. And I was a little bummed out that uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan lost because I'm a big fan of Daniel Bryan as a heel. Mm-hmm. If he, you know, I do not like him as a face. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say that I hate Daniel Bryan as a face. He's very boring, and the whole yes thing has just been, you know, overdone. But I love Daniel Bryan as a heel. You know, he is such a great character. And, like, the whole, like, Captain Planet thing that he does right now, I love it. Even when he was WWE Champion and hit that wooden belt, I loved it. I love everything about what he does as a heel. And hopefully he sticks around as a heel for a while. It just kind of sucks that he's fallen so far down the card ever mm-hmm. since losing that WWE Championship. But, I mean, I'm not I'm not complaining about the New Day winning. You know, I, I do like the New Day. I just think they need to evolve. Mm-hmm. You know, they the Bootios was, you know, when I was at my peak of, you know, excitement with them. You know, the whole pancake thing, I just never really got into. I think they're all funny. They're all great wrestlers. But I, I, I want to see them, you know, maybe turn heel or do something. And, and just in general, you need to evolve as time goes by, especially when you have like a, you know, a character kind of that stands out, you know, you can only do the same thing for so long. And like, I think that, you know, whole like pancake thing is just boring now in my opinion, but I like them. I think they're good wrestlers. I'm happy for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm not huge on the new day. Now I am a big fan of all of them individually. I am a big fan of Kofi. I'm a big fan of Biggie and I'm a big fan of Xavier Woods but I'm not a fan of their group. And the only reason why is because when Biggie kind of got big, especially when he was um, with AJ Lee once upon a time ago, when he was having his um, individual matches, they made him out to be a beast. He destroyed anyone and anything in that ring. 
so from going from that to, you know, coming out and, you know, dancing like he does, it's, it's just a little upsetting just because I know he has so much more potential than that. And I feel like they're not booking him strong enough. And, you know, it is just a little upsetting because I've seen his potential in the ring and I miss his heel character when he was, like I said, like a beast and, you know, just getting in the ring and just, you know, denominating everything. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, I, I do agree. You know, he, you know, I do like him best as a heel. I mean, we all like the heels, you know, but I mean, they're in like one of those roles where it's safe because, you know, the fans still like it. I'm mm-hmm. assuming the merchandise sells well. So, I mean, that's WWE being, you know, a business they they stick with what's safe. Sometimes they don't like to take the risk and change things up. But I mean, they're like I said, I'm happy for him and, you know, good for them. Hopefully this leads to bigger things for Daniel Bryan. I don't want to see him stuck in the tag team division if he's, you know, not even the champion. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we're going to move on to AJ Styles versus Ricochet for the United States championship. Um, Huge Ricochet fan. Honestly, he's actually my favorite male wrestler, but I kind of went into this match a little bitter towards him. <laughs> uh, Saturday, the day we met Alexa Bliss, we were actually supposed to meet Ricochet. We it was at um, it was up in New Jersey. It was um, from two p.m. to four p.m. We get there at around eleven forty-five, and the meet and greet was in the corner of the store, and they basically had the lines going like up and down you know, weaving in and out of the aisles. And um, when we had gotten there, mind you, eleven, we got there around 11.45. Meet grade didn't start until 2. There were already, like, three lines or three aisles, you know, with the line already. And I think they had, um, like, two or 250 wristbands or something, and they had all gotten sold out. So, you know, the time's getting closer, everybody's getting pumped, you know, people are playing his um, entrance music on their phones, and then they ended up playing it, um, I guess, like, at his meet and greet table, they had, like, speakers set up or something. So, you know, two o'clock kits, and we're like, all right, like, you know, showtime, nothing. 2.05 comes, 2.10, 2.15, still nothing, and we're kind of like, okay, and then at that point, I kind of figured something was up. Especially just because the the time frame of the meet and greet, it was two hours. And if you have 200, 250 people, that's essentially, what, less than a minute a person? Yeah, it's like, here you go, take the picture. Bye. Yeah, peace out. Yeah. And so I knew something was up deep down. And then a lady had came. Um, she said she was with um, Talent Relations, I think, with WWE. And she was like, so I got some good news and I got some bad news. And she was like, you know, the bad news is an unfortunate event came up and Ricochet will not be making the meet and greet today. And I mean, it was like, I thought a riot was about to break out. <laughs> I mean, everybody, you know, started like yelling and, you know, oh, and, you know, like really, really pissed off. And, um, and the thing that I'm sure people were pissed off about the most is they had his merch there. You know, they had his shirts, they had his action figure, and a lot of people bought stuff right then and there, which, you know, we did. We bought his action figure because I was like, well, I don't want to 
go up awkwardly with nothing <laughs> for him to sign. And um, so she was like, but the good news is, you know, Alexa Bliss and some ref, I don't even know who it is, um, will be here instead. And so, believe it or not, some people, you know, a good amount of people actually did end up leaving. Um, but most people stayed and we got to meet Alexa Bliss and that was actually our second time meeting her. So that was really, really cool meeting her the night before. Um, um, before her big match. Yeah. With Bailey. <laughs> Just had a brain fart. Um, but yeah, so... We don't know exactly what happened with Ricochet. And yeah, hope everything's okay. Well, obviously he's fine. He was wrestling. Yeah, so, somebody, I had read something. Somebody had, um, it was over Twitter, and somebody said um, they shouldn't have booked him for the meet and greet if they knew he already had one in Massachusetts. So I don't know what that one. Oh, I didn't what, hear that. Yeah, um, I don't know what that was about. So I don't know if maybe he had a meet and greet earlier in the day and he was double booked. I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, he posted a tweet saying, good way to start off the day or something like yeah. that. I don't, I don't know. So, yeah, but something. he wasn't advertising any meet and greets on his Twitter, which is kind of weird. Which, yeah, because usually, um, I know like with Sasha Banks, she does a lot of um, meet and greets at like Cricket Wireless. And, you know, she would always like repost, especially in her story, if, um, you know, when she was doing a meet and greet. And yeah, so Ricochet never posted anything. So I even had said to Jake, I was like, are you sure this is legit? And, yeah. he, you know, I was like, are you sure this is real? And he was like, yeah, you know, it's on WWE's website. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know what happened, but it just kind of sucked because we were already waiting in line for, you know, almost three hours at this point. And then at that point, it was, you know, around 2.30 when the lady said, oh, you know, Alexa Bliss is coming, she'll be here in, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, which was an hour when she ended up getting there. So, you know, so we had wasted our whole Saturday basically waiting in line, but it was worth it. I mean, I yeah. I really didn't mind. Now, if it were somebody that I wasn't, you know, too keen on, I, you know, would have been a little pissed because my initial thought when the lady had said, um, you know, he's not making it, I looked at Jake and I was like, you've got to be kidding me because we drove two hours and, you know, I bought him and I, his merch shirts to wear and everything. And, um, and I would have, you know, I thought the lady was just like, Hey, he's not coming. Have a nice day. <laughs> so at least they had, you know, they were able to find someone filling in, you know, God bless Alexa bliss because she had literally just got done another meet and greet. Um, I don't know where at, but she had another meet and greet that morning from, I think 10 to one. And, um, we actually looked out big time because that meet and greet, um, I think it was like 80 bucks a person or something to meet her. And we got to meet her for free. free. Yeah. And the first time we met her, I think we paid like, a, it was like a hundred dollars up at, um, I play America when we met her. Um, I mean, of course we did get VIP tickets, but so we definitely lucked out, um, getting to meet her again for free so it all worked out in the end yeah it did and, um it was it was fun it mm -hmm. was a fun day yeah but as far as the match it was a really good match yeah yeah i was expecting either that or the cesar and alexander black match to be the best didn't top the the alistair and uh cesar match but just still was a phenomenal match no pun intended <laughs> But yeah, it was a fun match. Uh, AJ Styles is our U new United States champion. Not surprised. I kind of figured that would happen. See, I am surprised just because the fact that Ricochet just won the title. Yeah. And also the fact that they, 
just kind of built Ricochet up when he had faced um, uh, Samoa Joe. No, I guess I don't know. I, I don't remember. That's what he, he beat one title. Well, no, it, AJ Styles. The Bullet Club had came out, and AJ Styles had. I think it was when they were setting up the match. Like, oh, you can face me. Went and then he had fought Gallows and oh, yeah. Anderson the same night beat both of them. And I was like, okay, like, you know, of course he's going to win. Like it would just look silly if he lost. And pretty much the whole match, he kind of was on top and he was kind of, you know, doing his thing and um, really just defeating AJ Styles. And then at that last minute interference happened and that's what caused him the match. So I, I honestly was a little, um, a little shocked about that. Cause usually WWE doesn't go through titles that quickly. I mean, 90% of the time, I would say they at least give someone um, a, at least a short title run. Um, it's not too, too often where somebody wins the title and then once they defend it, they lose it. Unless you're Sasha Banks. Unless you're Sasha <laughs> Banks. Um, but, so yeah, I mean, I, I was a little shocked, but... Also kind of, you know, was expecting that to happen because, I mean, when you have, when you come out with people at your ringside, it's a given. They're going to interfere. They're going to help that person, you know. And plus, you know, Styles just turned heel. You know, Mm -hmm. big heel turn and you lose doesn't really make sense either. Right. And what kind of like the same thing with Finn Balor. Maybe it's something bigger and better they got plans for. I I think the feud will definitely carry on to SummerSlam and I won't complain about that Mm -hmm. you know they they get fight forever and i will not you know be upset about that so moving on to the next match and this was the quickest match of the night kevin (laughs) owens versus dolph ziggler i loved it right when the bell rings he stone cold stunners him and then one two three ziggler done (laughs) that was funny i did not expect that to happen but i guess part of it could have been just uh cut the time i don't know and his the promo that he cut after that. Yeah, Kevin Owens is such a good promo. Like, yeah, he's he very does good not get mic. enough credit for what he can do. Mm-hmm. He's been that fire. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was a quick match. It kind of sucks for Ziggler, but I mean, maybe he's doing it to himself. I know he disappears for a long time and then he'll come back. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the situation is going on with him. I know like there was a time period where you know there's rumors that he's going to leave the company, but then WWE paid him a lot. I don't know the situation, but regardless, it seems like he's getting punished for something. You know, I, I hope that Ziggler and Kevin Owens have a, you know, an actual match on, you know, maybe Raw or SmackDown or SummerSlam. You know, I think they can go out there and perform a really good match together. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. But regardless, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, matches like that are, you know, work if they, they work pretty well. What was the match with, um, Dan- oh, Daniel Bryan and Sheamus. Uh, WrestleMania 28. <laughs> With uh, AJ Lee. Yeah. Kiss of death. Kiss of death, yeah. <laughs> She's good at that. Now we're going to move on to the co-main event. Kofi Kingston defending the WWE Championship against Samoa Joe. Good match. Now, see, this is an example of what I was talking about before, about having a big wrestler face a little wrestler. Um, obviously Samoa Joe is a lot bigger <laughs> than Kofi Kingston. Um, I'm very happy for Kofi that he was able to successfully defend his title. Good for him. Um, 
but I honestly I, I was expecting Samoa Joe to demolish him and Yeah, I was really <laughs> hoping Joe was gonna win that title. I mean he's such a good wrestler and he's also really good on the mic. Mm-hmm. The one thing I like about Samoa Joe is when he's in the ring, it doesn't feel like a wrestling match. It feels like a fight. Yeah. He is so good. He deserves that title. I figured maybe it would be a good storyline for him to win it. And then because I, I think it's a given that Roman Reigns is gonna eventually win it, especially when uh SmackDown moves over to Fox. Mm-hmm. They're going to want, you know, someone with some star power to hold that title. I figured, okay, well, Samoa Joe could win it. Then they could do a Roman and Joe feud. But I, it doesn't look like we're going to do that. get that. I mean, maybe Samoa Joe will win it at SummerSlam. I don't know. I think it was more of a backlash thing. I think if Kofi would have dropped the title, a lot of fans would have been pissed. Mm-hmm. He he deserved his title, you know, the title win at Summer or SummerSlam at WrestleMania. And I think he does deserve a decent length reign. I just think it's Samoa Joe's time. And it was pretty disappointing seeing Samoa Joe lose a lot. He gets put in these feuds for the titles all the time. And he loses. Like, he lost to Lesnar a few years ago. He lost to Styles last year. Now he's losing to Kofi. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is going to be a feud that will continue. I hope so. Yeah. And maybe Samoa will win at uh, SummerSlam. We'll just have to find out. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to move on to the main event. Seth Rollins and the man Becky Lynch teaming up against Baron Corman and Lacey Evans in a mixed tag match. Stipulation of the matches of um, Lacey and Baron Corman won, they would be the new champions. But if they lost, yeah, winner takes all. But if they lost, you know, they get no more chances. So I kind of made it pretty uh, predictable. I think, you know, I didn't, obviously we knew that both Seth and Becky were not going to lose their titles, especially Becky. She's still on top of the top of the mountain right now. I don't see her falling down anytime soon. The match it was okay. I didn't really care for it too too much. The ending was good though. When uh Baron Corman did the end of days to Becky, I loved it so much. It reminded me of like when Orton RKO'd uh Nia Jax at the Royal Rumble. But that was that was actually pretty funny. Like I am a fan of intergender kind you know matches mm-hmm. if it's done right. I by no means want to see an intergender match and then have the guy just beat the crap out of the girl. You know, it just looks bad. But in situations like this, it was fine. And it took Seth Rollins to another level that we've <laughs> never seen. He curb stomped the that crap out of him. Yeah. Eyes. Even Lacey Evans, she was like, nope. I know she just like was like, <laughs> nope. peace, I'm gone. <laughs> I ain't getting involved anymore. Yeah, that was, that was, I loved the end of it. That was really great how they, uh, you know, booked the match at the end. Like I said, overall, it was an okay match. Becky and Seth winning was definitely the right move. It was predictable, but it was the right move. The big story, though, is about what happened after the match. Right after the match, you know, it's done. And then you see Brock Lesnar come running out with the briefcase. Kind of disappointed. Though. I, I really wanted to see him cash in and be the WWE champion. I'm, I'm kind of over him as universal champion. I, I'm over him just no offense, being champion in general, just because he gets the championship and, and you don't see him. Yeah. You don't see him. And it's just not fair for, you know, other wrestlers that are out there every single week busting their ass and, um, you know, busting their ass and working so hard to get to where they are. And then you have Brock Lesnar who – you know, takes the championship, goes home and sits. Yeah. 
I was fine and dandy when he was the WWE champion because I was really happy for him to just demolish Cena. Even his first reign as Universal Champion was actually pretty good. He had a lot of good feuds, you know, matches with you know AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Strowman, all of that. But I, like I said, I think him being champion is kind of done. Like I love Brock Lesnar. I like when he comes out for the big singles matches at the big pay per views. But I'm just done with him being champion. Like I, I get that WWE wants to generate as much buzz as possible leading up to uh. You know, like I said, uh, SmackDown moving over to Fox, which is why I think maybe he should have, you know, cashed in on the WWE champion instead. But I don't know. We'll see, you know, what happens on Raw. Like, is he going to feud with Seth Rollins or, you know, what's going to what's gonna happen with that? So I am interested to see what happens. I, I do not want to see Lesnar and Rollins again, which I think that's probably what we're going to get at SummerSlam. But once again, we'll just have to see. You know what happens. I mean, anything else you want to add to that match or the cashing? Um, honestly, I kind of like was in and out of watching this match. I wanted to watch the match, um, just because I love Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. But at the same time, I was a little hesitant because a little tiny piece of me did think that they were going to lose, which doesn't seem logical and it doesn't seem like it's something that would happen but then I was like well maybe that's the whole point you know maybe that's what WWE wants to happen you know what if they want people to think oh why you know why would they have Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins lose they're on top of the world right now but I'm like well maybe that's the whole point maybe they you know want the unexpected to happen but at the same time is Lacey Evans really ready to be Raw Women's Champion? Definitely not. No. Absolutely not. She doesn't even deserve to be in the title picture, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, and I also did think that there was a possibility of them losing just because... Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins, by the way. Um, just because of how many times they've had this feud going with... Baron Corbin, Seth Rollins, Lacey Evans, Becky Lynch. And it's like, okay, well, why this last time? You know what I mean? Like, why all the times before when they've lost, why one more time just to have them lose again? I guess they just wanted to capitalize on the whole relationship thing. I don't know. Um, I'm tired of the whole Becky and being, you know, in a relationship kind of story. And I like, I actually kind of miss the steampunk um, Becky. I, I still think they're going to carry the whole, re, you know, the relationship thing with her and Seth, but I am just happy that her feud with Lacey Evans is over. Um, it just didn't make any sense because as many times as Becky Lynch has, like, beat her, she still keeps coming yeah. back and back. And it's just like, why? Like, you haven't beat – it's not like it was one of those things where it was – you know, back and forth, back and forth, like with Sasha Banks and Charlotte, it was like, had a match, Becky won, had a match, Becky won. And it's like, why does she think just because she keeps coming back and, you know, sneaking up behind her and, you know, punching her in the face that, you know, oh, she's going to win this time. Like, it just didn't, it just didn't make sense to me. It was very, very annoying. And um, I'm happy that the feud is finally over. And hopefully we'll see who the next opponent is. Now, as far as the cash-in at the end, um, I I mean, I kind of figured that would happen. I would have been more mad with um, 
I would have been more mad with Becky Lynch losing her title versus Seth Rollins, but um, it that is what it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I guess we have to stay tuned for Raw and SmackDown this week and kind of see where uh, what direction they're going and. But that about wraps it up today for O-Face Wrestling. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure that you check us out on Twitter at O-Face Wrestling. Thank you so much again.